Hello, hello, hello. Call me an anti, I guess. This is Shit Larry Say. Okay, we're back. And in this episode, we're going to talk about parts 10 through 13 of the Baby Gate Sick Manifesto. Again, I'm back with Back to Louie. I could not do this without her. Um, nope. And we're going to start with part 10, which is what's in a name? So this is about uh, the name of Freddie Tomlinson and then it also mentions the uh, birth certificate. So I'm going to read you this first couple of sentences and then I'm going to go kind of on a, a tangent because it's something that like hurts my heart a little bit. So she writes, after Freddie's birth, his name was not announced for almost a week. Uh, so the name was announced on January 27th, 2016, and he was born on January 21st, 2016. There were articles speculating his name was, and this is how she's, she spells this, C-O-C-H-O-B-A-R, pronounced Connor, she says, and Sydney Rain and Skylar Rain. Um, so she goes in to talk about how all of these were uh, registered um, web domains. But I want to go back to that weird name. So after the baby was born and before the name was announced, there is a Tumblr user by the name uh, Big Brother Louie who posted a photoshopped um, celebrity babies, like, people article saying that, uh, the name of Louis' child was, and I'll spell it as it's spelled here in the Photoshop, C-O-N-C-H-O-B-A-R, pronounced Connor. It's, then it says in here the name is Irish in origin. And this has become a meme in the fandom, uh, and that name is brought up a whole lot, and it's never in, like, a nice way. It's always in, like, a making fun of it kind of way. So when Doll Lady says that there were articles speculating that this was the name, like, actual news organizations, or tabloids, really, um, picked up that fake article off of Tumblr and then kind of ran with it. Some of them said that um, said that it was a rumor started by fans, um, but there is at least one that did not say it was a rumor started by fans. Uh, so mm -hmm. this is just check your sources. Is basically what Big Brother Louis said. It was a joke, an inside joke that went way too far, and mm -hmm. it seems as though Doll Lady has um, not really seen either. I want to say that she doesn't know where it began. I think yeah. that she really just thinks that the the media, um, this was leaked to them or something. But what bothers me is that, well, one, that name would not be pronounced Connor. Um, it's a traditional Irish name. It's not like of Irish origin. It's an Irish name. Um, please excuse my accent for anybody um, who speaks Irish Gaelic out there. Um, but that name would be pronounced Cunachor, not Connor. Um, Connor's the more, like, modern version, but that's not how it's pronounced. Um, and 
Anyway, I'm pretty good with pronouncing Irish names and being able to tell what they are by based on what they look like because I have some experience, but the fact that that name is being used to like, as like ridicule bothers me, especially because like in what world would Louis have his child named a traditional Irish name? He's not Irish. He's British. And that's like a kind of a big deal. Um, And, you know, a lot of the people making fun of the name are British themselves. And that just like, weirds me out a lot and um, makes me get offended um, on the Irish behalf. So, and these other names here are, you know, names that sources say and sources close to Louis say um and it's clearly just tabloids trying to get clicks honestly yeah um so then the name is actually announced on January 27th by Louis himself um Freddie Rain and when I saw that name for the first time it was a couple of months after the baby was born and I thought, yeah. oh, that's a, that's a solid name right there. Really um, in and, like, you know, good name. Mm-hmm. And back to Lou, I know you've got some stats on this name. Um, yeah, so it turns out that uh, Freddie in the UK in 2016 is 17th in the list of the top 100 boys' names. Um, so it was not a really strange out there sort of thing to go by. Obviously, a lot of people were naming their child Freddie um, to the point where there was actually actually an article that a woman accused Louis Tomlinson of stealing her child's name because her baby, who was born within a few weeks of, of Freddie, she had also named Freddie Rain. And she was like... <laughs> That was supposed to be my kid's name. Now this is stolen my child's thunder. This is really obnoxious. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I don't know if if the author of this master post wants to think that there's some uh, radical significance to Louis choosing those names. Then, um, you know, I guess someone else thought of it first. Maybe she was a conspiracy theorist too. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, so um, this is where we get the mention of the birth certificate, which for me, um, I feel like that should be the end of all speculation about Freddie's existence and his parentage. Um, Larry acted like it was going to be the end. Yeah. I'd like to remind the audience that they're saying now that, oh, if only there was a DNA test. They said all of this about the birth certificate before the birth certificate came out. Yeah, and I definitely have read those posts. And if there's someone out there who's just, like, hearing about Larry Stylinson and hearing about all of this conspiracy theory stuff, um, if they're being courted and recruited by a conspiracy theorist, the birth certificate isn't going to show up. But as soon as that new person sees the birth certificate, they say, oh, wait a second. <laughs> You're missing something here. Like, that's that's the smoking gun. Um, yeah. And it just... She's using it here to show that this is what his name is because she wants to show that the fact that he chose this name um, is significant to sh- to, like, undermine his parentage 
but it's on the birth certificate that like affirms his parent like freddie's parentage so you know you tried (laughs) good try but eh. (laughs) um so she goes in here saying, what is curious about the name Freddie Rain? Which I know that if you're listening to this and have no idea about any of this, which I know there's a couple of people doing that, um, you may be confused. And I'm sorry to say, you're still going to be confused after this. Um, she says it's an interesting choice for sure. And then here's the part that just blows my mind. During One Direction's later years, a pair of stuffed rainbow bears were often featured during concerts off to the side of the catwalk. Look, I wouldn't call it them being featured. Featured. They were there. (laughs) That's my thought, too. (laughs) While no one knew who was responsible for the bears, false, we know it was a crew member named Mark, They featured green and blue stickers, the colors associated with Harry and Louis, and sometimes red, the color associated with Liam, via their mics, which, so the boys had their own mics, obviously, and to keep them straight from one another, they each had their own color tape wrapped around it, so they weren't, like, using each other's mics. Not that it made them stop using each other's mics when they wanted to, um... But that's the blue and green thing. That's where it comes from. The bears were named RBB and SBB and were dressed in various outfits and staged in various scenes. Now, interesting to me that she doesn't define what RBB and SBB mean, but it does make it more ridiculous. So RBB is rainbow bondage bear and SBB is sugar baby bear or sugar bondage bear. I don't know. It's smaller, so clearly that's yeah. Louie. Yeah. One outfit that RBB wore was a Freddie Mercury outfit. As in Freddie Mercury from Queen. Like, what other Freddie Mercury is there? <laughs> Queen equals rain? A bit interesting. Um, the other possible Freddie Rain inspo is a YouTuber known as Freddie is my Queen. Now, I'm going to read what what the author wrote in this document, and then I'm going to explain to you what actually happened. While I won't get into specifics here, the YouTuber was bullied and threatened with doxing, so their videos no longer exist, but they featured a ship relationship between Louis and another member of the band. The YouTuber was extremely popular with a subscriber count of 480,000 plus. Okay. Freddie is my queen didn't feature a, quote, ship relationship. A ship, for those of you who don't know, would be um, two people who aren't actually in a relationship, but fans like to think about them in a relationship, and maybe they um, write stories about that, or they talk about it with their friends, but they recognize that it's not real. The, The YouTuber Freddie is My Queen was a conspiracy theorist. She really believed that Louis and the other member of the band, Harry Styles, were in a relationship. The reason that she went private, so the videos are there, uh, her account is still there, but it's all private, so you can't see the videos, is because her most recent video that was posted in the beginning of March, so like coronavirus 
hadn't hit everywhere in the U.S. yet. We weren't on lockdown, but people were already talking about this. I know because I was on my spring break and I woke up in the middle of the night and saw all of this and then went back to sleep and then woke up and it was gone. (laughs) But it was a weird time. (laughs) That liminal space between like reality and the life we live now. Um, But she had made a video for Louis, the last track on Louis' debut album called Only the Brave, which the conspiracy theorists like to make out to be about Louis being proud of being gay. Um, And in that video at the beginning, there's imagery of the inverted pink triangle, which um, during uh, the Nazi regime in Germany, uh, gay men had to wear the identifying inverted pink triangle uh, to show that they were gay and thus quote-unquote undesirables and sent to camps. So not only is she showing that inverted pink triangle, she's also showing actual photos of Holocaust victims wearing that inverted pink triangle on their concentration camp um, garb. So I don't think I need to explain why that's incredibly distasteful, um, but as an educator, I, took, I came at it from not the anti-conspiracy theorist angle, but as the Holocaust educator angle, you don't do that. You don't compare anything to what happened in the Holocaust, um, and that is why she got a lot of pushback, even from fellow conspiracy theorists. I did find several people on Twitter saying, hey, you know, love the video, but you need to take that part out. Or that's, you should never compare um, anything to the Holocaust. Because what she was saying is that Louis going through his life is to be compared uh, in writing the song, which he didn't write the song, he performed it. Mm -hmm. But uh, performing the song should be compared to Uh, the plight of uh, the people who are victims of the Holocaust. Like, that is completely unacceptable. And we do not um, abide by doxing. It's illegal. Um, No one should be doxed. No one should be threatened with being doxed. Um, But to say that she was bullied and threatened um, basically because they featured a ship relationship and completely leaving out the fact that this only happened after she compared Louis to Holocaust victims is com- irresponsible. Um, yeah. And I don't think that Doll Lady, who wrote this, ever saw the video or engaged in that conversation about why it was so inappropriate. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of talk from the conspiracy theorists on Tumblr about that. No. But I wouldn't expect Your them to. Your just said, great job, you know, stay strong, um, or didn't talk about it at all. And they were, I mean, it was almost with vigor that they jumped on the idea that that um, Freddie's My Queen had left the fandom. That was, like, much more of what they, what got them going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, I'm not going to lie I am glad that her videos are not visible on YouTube because they're straight up propaganda. Um, And 
Freddy is My Queen was the biggest video propagandist that the conspiracy theorists had, and she's no longer uploading videos. So, uh, uh, but Freddy Rain was not named after that user who was named after Freddy. She chose that name after Freddie Mercury, so it would still be the same thing. And then right, also, the <laughs> let's say that Freddie Rain Tomlinson is named after Freddie Mercury. Cool. He's a musician. He's an amazing musician. And, and he <laughs> dominated pop culture. We still talk about his music. He's a legend. Yeah. Um, that I, I, yeah, doesn't I, make... I, take, I want to take offense almost at saying like, ah, oh, Freddie Mercury, you know, the famous queen. Um, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, the musician who dominated our cultural rock landscape for like 30 years. Who but, even... Everybody knows who he is, and everybody knows at least one Queen song all the way through. Um, so, you know, but that doesn't mean that Freddie Rain Tomlinson isn't actually Louis Tomlinson's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. So that is What's in a Name. Again, I apologize for my previous poor pronounced pronunciation of the Irish name. Um... Moving on to part 11, it's called Paparazzi, Tabloids, and Babies. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So we have here, the first subject is paparazzi pictures. While Louis is famous, Brianna was not. While some tabloid interest could be expected from the first 1D baby, it became overkill. I just want to say that I think all tabloid interest in everybody is overkill. Um, That's a value judgment. Uh, So, I mean, of course it's going to be overkill to this conspiracy theorist, because she definitely does not want to see any woman around Louis. And Mm -hmm. a woman with his baby? (laughs) Heck no. Um... So she says that many of the pat picks appeared to be setups. Um, I don't know why these appear to be setups to her, i.e., catching Brianna at a random passport office before she went to the UK while pregnant to see 1D's London shows, despite the fact that 1D toured the US and she could have gone without flying overseas. And she missed the second parenthetical ending there, which is now really annoying to look at. Um, she harps on this point that Brianna had to get a passport to go see One Direction in London, even though they were touring the U.S. and she could just go there. Like, that would be the only reason she's going to London is to see One Direction. When clearly she's pregnant with Louis' baby, she's going to be traveling there to visit his family. Like... And she's at those concerts with his family. (laughs) The most disturbing aspect of the Pat pictures was the fact that during Freddie's supposed first week of life, like, what's she saying here? That he wasn't born when he was said to be born? Spoilers, she is. Yeah, I don't, she's not quite saying that yet, but she's going to. Yeah. He was papped more than six times, almost once a day, which when I counted her list from below, it was exactly six times. 
not more than six times. Um, I don't know a single other mom who has the energy to be leaving the house almost every day in the first week of birth. I just want to say, Brianna is quite young. What, 23? 24? Yeah, at the time. At the time? Um, two of those paparazzi quote-unquote setups were going to a doctor visit. So going to the doctor visit and then leaving the doctor visit. You have to do that. Okay. Um, another one, Louis there. Three others. Um, she is with her mother. Um, I would assume that at this point what's happening is she's taking the baby to a neutral place or a place between their homes uh, so that Louis can spend... Um, some time with the newborn. And yeah. that's something that has to happen. She's also going to be referencing what Brianna's wearing in these paparazzi photos. Um, heeled boots. Mini dress less than a week after birth. Like, there's some appropriate time after birth to be wearing a mini dress. Like, I'm sorry, but I feel like that would be comfortable. But I'd also like to point out here, and I, I have photos of this. Um, she doesn't post the photos of that um, because it's very apparent that Brianna is carrying postpartum weight. Mm -hmm. um, and for all their talk about what's, you know, she says a mini dress. You know, the dress is actually draped over the large remains of her postpartum belly. Mm -hmm. um, so it comes to like a, like above her knees um yeah and, and by the way is that's a mini dress to to them i guess um right yeah a lot of talk about wearing leggings a week after the birth i believe it was nine days after and in these photos mm -hmm. Brianna so clearly postpartum um she looks great she looks great mm -hmm. for nine days after having given birth but she is absolutely not the skinny the the very slender girl that um that we saw in may of 2015 and the larry's don't um they don't interface with that at all um <laughs> no they don't and there's nothing I mean, there's nothing eyes? <laughs> like yeah you know. there's nothing wrong with brianna wearing leggings there isn't. A week after birth or nine days after birth. Um, they like to say, and, and Doll Lady doesn't say that in this post, which is interesting. Because maybe she did look at these photos and realize, oh. Um, but they like to say that the leggings that are shown in one of these are leather pants. But they're just yeah. shiny leggings. I have leggings like that as well. Um, yeah. And... You know, wearing heeled boots and, you know, heeled sandals, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Unless you never wore heels prior to pregnancy, um, yeah. it would probably be stupid to wear them after just because you wouldn't be used to wearing them. But if you're used to wearing heeled boots and heeled tight or heeled shoes of any sort, there's nothing wrong with that. And they're thick and chunky. Yes. She's like, not wearing stilettos. <laughs> it, it's like two inches. I mean, yeah. It's I, ridiculous. I don't really, I, I don't really understand the point of mentioning that unless she wants to say that Brianna's clearly trying to show off her 
you know, clothes for these paparazzi photos. But, like, in another she's in, like, a schlumpy sweatshirt and ripped jeans. Like, ooh. But the the thing, the real reason I wanted to bring this up is she says that this was a disturbing aspect. But in all of these photos, Freddie is in a baby carrier with a blanket over the carrier. So there's no photo of him. Um, And she even mentioned that this led to speculation that they were carrying around an empty carrier for these photo shoots. Because in one, with the same hand she's holding the top of the carrier, she has her phone tucked there as well. And she says that how many new moms would be comfortable carrying their baby with one hand while holding a phone? It's not like it's a 1980s cell phone. It's a thin iPhone. Like... Clearly got a good grip. She's got her four fingers underneath and then the thumb on top, which is how you'd hold it anyway. Yeah. Babies are light. (laughs) Yeah, especially newborns. (laughs) It's it's, it's actually funny because there was a picture of Louis carrying the carrier with one hand and the, it was almost memefied that people were saying there's no way that he could carry uh, the baby with one hand. I mean, I guess if you think he's this tiny, small little bean, then that yeah, exactly you'd think that, they were that, that yeah. Louis couldn't carry it. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, what else do we have in this terrible post here? Um, there's lots of paparazzi photos. Oh, despite claims of being a private person, Brianna was papped multiple times both before, during, and after Baby Gate. You'd have to think that every single time... There's a paparazzi photo of her because she has the child of a member of One Direction. It must be because the paparazzi were called. Like, I was seeing, it's a little bit off topic, but I was looking at a Larry blog the other day who had mm-hmm. recently reblogged something of paparazzi photos of Harry Styles and Taylor Swift and how there's audio or something on the on the video part of Harry saying something like, where do you want us to go, or how's this, or something, trying to say that that's proof that they called the paparazzi. But to me, that's Harry doing what Harry does and saying, okay, well, they're here. Let's give them the shots that they want so they'll leave us alone. Yeah, and that's happened with Louis, too, um, to the same effect, where where I think it was when he was with um, Danielle Mm -hmm. um, that they were like, oh, they did a walk or something like that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense that if the paparazzi are there, you're like, if you want shots of us, get us shots, get shots here, then go, then go away. Let us eat in peace. Yeah. The, it's the, the idea that again, there's like, it's a false dichotomy. There's no middle ground between like, maybe they cooperate grudgingly in order to get the benefit of being left alone, not for the benefit of publicity, but for the benefit of being left alone for mm-hmm. the things that matter to them. Being seen walking into a place where you have nothing to hide is annoying, but it's not going to damage you. But being followed and hounded in while you're on a date trying to have dinner and conversation would be much more invasive. So you're just like, fine, like do this and then go away. And the conspiracy theorists take that as, yes, they did three walks and it's just so ridiculous because what are they trying to prove? Yeah, I just wonder what they would think about like athletes who sign autographs and who sign autographs for guys that they know for sure are going to sell them. But it's mm-hmm. like, 
if you don't sign for that guy outside of the ballpark, he's going to see you inside the ballpark and he's going to be obnoxious and he's going to shove kids away and he's going to be all up in everybody's business. So you may as well sign two outside and then be able to ignore him inside. Um, So, I mean, I've had like firsthand experience, like watching these, you know, athletes who are very famous, uh, like Mike Trout plays baseball, Mm. um, probably the best player in baseball do that exact thing or he'll sit there and he'll sign for a bunch of kids so he doesn't have to sign for all of the dealers around yeah. um but yeah, yeah shit larry say would you also say that perhaps this applies to some of the people that we know are kind of 1d member stalkers who get pictures huh. taken with the guys that we know that the guys aren't super nuts about but take pictures anyway yeah because if they don't just take the picture they're going to be followed all day Strange and interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she lists all of these paparazzi photos of Brianna, like, all of them. Honestly, who cares? Like, the only (laughs) people who have looked at all these pictures are conspiracy theorists and then the people who like Brianna, which is fine. Like, she's really pretty, but, I mean, not you know... She's not doing anything else that's gonna that I care about. Um, and then paparazzi photos of Louis with Freddie, and then we get to the photos that the family actually posts. Um, so we've got this one that uh, Doll Lady calls the baby feet pic. Uh, Brianna had posted this picture on Instagram, and it said. Uh, this photo did nothing to quell the people who thought the baby being carted around in the carriers was a doll. Just FYI, the reason we call her doll lady is because she's the one who really took this idea that the baby in the carrier was a doll, like up to another level. Because she bought that reborn doll, which those are not cheap, and she solicited donations to dress this baby doll. She made that website. She trademarked Sailor the Baby. Ooh, can I say that? Can I say the name Sailor the Baby, or do I have to pay her, like, ten cents? I don't know. Um, Maybe I'll find out. (laughs) Um, And then they say that this photo here um, is weird because it says, People notice the splayed feet which seemed unnatural for an actual just over two-month-old baby. But babies do that, so... Yeah. I don't know. Seems unnatural. Okay. Are you an alien? Yeah, and then the (laughs) leg position makes it seem like he was holding his legs up in the air. Um, Like, they're acting like babies have adult core strength. It's a really bizarre thing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I saw people literally saying, I could never do that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you couldn't curl up in the fetal position and suck on your own toes either. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, we've got these. Oh, after rumors that Freddie was a doll, (laughs) that doll lady started, TMZ. Inside the house. Yeah. TMZ did a post about Freddie being real, including a video where he could be heard crying. Congratulations, guys. Uh, You just got more evidence you have to sweep under the rug. Yeah. Um, Talk about Louis' first Father's Day and really, like, denigrating this. Um, You know, 
because this was they the baby was exchanged in a public car park which stop pretending that you are a um a brit okay it's a parking lot you know it's a parking lot here why would you call it a car park that bothers me um he was back with tammy and brett later that day um but actually you've got something here about how long newborns uh, would spend with the not primary attachment figure parent yeah, it's it, and it's just so hurtful when they say you'd think they could find more private locations to do these exchanges. Um, this is advice. There's advice on how to um, share custody in the case of uh, an infant or toddler. Um, and this short quote is that for infants and toddlers, visitation by the non-residential parent should start with frequent visits with both parents present. However, if the infant is separated from his familiar environment, he should be no more than an hour or two away from the primary attachment figure, which is usually the mother, but could be either the father or grandparent. Typically, dad, that would be Louie in this case, might play with the child in the mom's home or take the child for a walk to a local park or to the father's own residence. Such visitations are to be encouraged since a relationship with both parents is not only desirable but essential, but it should take place regularly and frequently. First, one or two hours visitation several days a week may be appropriate. So to keep in mind that when the conspiracy theorists are crowing almost uh, gleefully about how little time Louie appears to have with Freddie on a, but also on a regular basis, multiple times a week, um, keep that in mind. This is this would appear to be them just following this advice on what is beneficial to the child to a T. Whether conspiracy theorists like it or not, Brianna is the custodial parent. She's the primary caregiver. They might not like that, but that's the case. And it's just not fair for a baby who doesn't have object permanence, um, who doesn't fully understand what all these things are and needs familiarity to be swapping every other day or something like that between these two parents. To be fair, these conspiracy theorists don't have object permanence either. That is true. I know I used too big of words. (laughs) Um, In July 2016, Louis asked for privacy for his son after almost six months of paparazzi shoots and almost constant posting on Instagram and social media from Brianna and her family. Uh, And she says then the family continued and continues to this day to post pictures of Freddie on their social media and often geotags their location. A dangerous practice when you're dealing with a celebrity baby. I just want to say that the link that, like, when you click on this to see the link to him asking for privacy he's asking for privacy from the paparazzi and saying that this is dangerous um and anybody who knows anything about uh princess diana understands why um that would be dangerous um and there's nothing in there about him saying he wants his his child's mother to stop posting pictures of him that's not the same thing um anyway um, and then we have the baby pics. So, when I first got into fandom, the first thing I read, uh, and this is, I've told this story over and over, was the BuzzFeed article, uh, There's This Wild Internet Conspiracy Theory That Louis Tomlinson's Baby is Fake, by Ellie Woodward. 
And in that quote unquote article, it had kind of a rundown of all of the evidence that the conspiracy theorists were using to say that the baby wasn't real. It was a lot of this like fake photo stuff and then relied heavily upon photo analysis and taking these black and white photos and saying, well, since they're black and white, it's easier to Photoshop. And like, what is this? And circling things on the photo with MS Paint and stuff. And I remember like reading it. It was probably like nine o'clock at night. I was already in bed. So like picture me laying in bed with my phone, auto rotate off, just like scrolling through this and being like, what the fuck? Over and (laughs) over again. Um, (laughs) Every time there's something circled, I'm, like, looking, like, what are they circling? What is this about? And at the end of it, I was like, I don't get it. And none of it obviously didn't convince me, but I was like, there, well, there's got to be more if they really believe this. They have to have something real, right? So then I started looking into it, and obviously they had nothing real. But um, this also brought to mind um, the... JFK conspiracy theorists. So before I read that article, I had been reading about all these other different conspiracy theories, not to like understand, you know, what all the theories were about, but more like why people believe them. And Mm -hmm. something that I ran into over and over again is them taking photos, (laughs) circling them and saying, this is significant. Look at it. And so when I was preparing to do this podcast on this particular episode, I I was like, oh, I've got to find something really quick about the Lee Harvey Oswald photo. So like key or one like key thing to the JFK conspiracy theory that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was not the shooter that he was actually framed is this photo of him in his backyard with a... um, the communist manifesto or something in his hand and then a gun um, in his like kind of cradled in his other hand. And that gun is the same type that was used to kill um, JFK. And so they argue that this was fake and that that was photoshopped in and he was framed and someone else did it. And so in 2015 or so, yeah, October, 2015, there's been like actual photo analysis done on this picture and proving that it was not photoshopped and so all the conspiracy theorists then back up and say oh well we never said that was key (laughs) um so it says the claim goes that oswald's pose was physically implausible and that there are inconsistencies in the lighting shadows geometry and proportions of the image any evidence of tampering in the photo would naturally be used as evidence for conspiracy as unlikely as that remains. Um, But two separate U.S. inquiries have dismissed such claims, and now a study from Dartmouth College has used digital image forensics and 3D modeling to confirm the inquiry's findings and prove that Oswald's pose in the picture is indeed plausible. And then later on in this thread, of course, I was on a a, um, message board. We have a guy named Richard McColeman saying... 
It's always been particularly difficult for me to see how the decidedly squarish chin in the backyard with rifle photos jibe with Oswald's anatomy in that area. Look at the Oswald mugshots from both New Orleans and Dallas, as well as the film taken of him being shuttled around by officers within the Dallas police station, and it's obvious just how narrow and pointed the arrest at Oswald's chin was. It's difficult for me to see how a natural play of light and shadows on a face with a decidedly narrow and pointed chin can turn it into one that looks so decidedly squarish as seen in the backyard images. Amazing. And it's exactly the same thing that these people argue on all of these photos of Louie with the baby. And those photos came prior to the photos. They're like, well, obviously it's not real. He'd post photos. And then Louie posts photos of him with the baby. Well, if it were really real, he'd post color photos, not just black and white ones. And then color photos are posted. And then they're like, well, if it was really real, they'd post video. And then video's posted. But none of it's enough. No matter what Louis does, they're still going to continue believing what they believe. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> don't believe a conspiracy theorist photo analysis. They're all making things up. Yeah. And there's just lots of photos here of them saying, this is not the same child. Or, isn't this weird? And you're looking at it and you're like, it's not weird. Fans noticed for a while that Freddy's eyes were always closed. Yeah, he's a baby sleeping. <laughs> People noticed the baby seemed to have a butterfly-shaped earring in its ear. People's you, doll lady. You noticed that. You said it. And then we've got this, um, they're at a festival. I think it's like a child's festival, though. And... This trip to a festival was the subject of an article about Brianna's friend Olivia shaking the baby while dancing. Baby wasn't being shaken, and the person who wrote that article, you guessed it, a fellow conspiracy theorist. Um, so, yeah, just... And the comments in it are, it's truly wonderful. It's like the equivalent of being Twitter ratioed. Um, <laughs> all these people who aren't, who have nothing, they're just sort of like, What? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? This is, why would you say this? This is stupid. In the comments of just, like, random people, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's not being shaken. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are the photos. Jesus, that was a long one. Paparazzi, tabloids, and babies. Oh, my. Okay, so here's part 12. Did he do a DNA test? Um... It starts by saying that Louis is a multimillionaire. Brianna, if we follow the story of what supposedly happened, was not a long-term girlfriend. Which, that is not actually the story. That's the story that the conspiracy theorists concocted. Uh, so reality was that they were serious at the time. And we've got, quote, lots of evidence from tabloids where sources say, and sources close to Louis say, um, and so, you know, I take all of that with a big grain of salt, mm -hmm. but um, I believe you have comments here about DNA tests and um, fatherhood. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of tied back in with the birth certificate, um, that Louis on the birth certificate as the father, and he signed the birth certificate. Um, in the state of California, where Freddie was born, if the father and mother are not married, 
Um, in order for the father to be on the birth certificate as the father, he first has to sign a document called the Declaration of Paternity. And this can either be signed after taking a DNA test and receiving a positive result, or it can be signed in lieu of a DNA test. If a DNA test is not done, the signature of the Declaration of Paternity is taken as solidifying that and waives the, waives the requirement for a DNA test. Either way, that document is what makes the person legally the father if he's not married to the mother. So Louis would have signed two, two documents. Um, now, if he were to go to court to say challenge uh, custody or request more custody, that is the documentation that he would furnish with his legal team to say, I'm the father, therefore I have X, Y, Z rights. And that would be established in court. And there actually is in one of the TMZ articles um, about Louis having custody issues was that he went to court to ask the court to formally recognize that he's the father with documentation. So um, he may have had a DNA test. I mean, I assume that he had a DNA test, um, but even if he didn't, in this scenario, he's signed the document, he's on the hook for that. That's something that he would have to go to court and basically explain why he didn't do that, why he forewent that test, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and she has put in here a Gossip Cop article that refutes the In Touch article. So the In Touch article said that um, Louis demanded a DNA test to prove he's the father. And so the Gossip Cop article says that he did not demand a DNA test to prove he's the father. And basically, she's using this as proof that no DNA test happened. And you can have a DNA test, but then you can refute that you demanded to have it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Legal, legally speaking, the the... The, the, the Gossip Cop article, actually, as I was reading it, it's very interesting because it's saying that the way that In Touch presented it was casting doubt mm -hmm. on Brianna. It was saying, like, this is the second time that they've tried to cast doubt on this, blah, 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 blah. There's, he did not demand this. Um, it's, it reads almost more like they're saying, how dare you say that Louis um, was, like, aggressively disputing the fatherhood as opposed to having the DNA test. Like, having a DNA test isn't necessarily that. Yeah. Um, and we're exclusively assured the magazine's claim about him demanding a DNA test is pure nonsense. Yeah. Which, that can be true, and the fact that a DNA test was done can also be true. So, yeah. I... Anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we've got all this stuff about DNA, and then the last thing, what she ends on is this completely unconvincing screenshot of an Instagram Live of Brianna's friend Olivia, who might be a relative too, I don't know. Um, they were doing a live, and someone had put a comment, Louis posted a DNA test, and she's saying that this look on Olivia's face was priceless. It's an absolute oh shit look. 
And like this is proof because that is not the face of someone who's confident that a DNA test would prove Louis is the father. Also, why would he post a D why would Louis posting a DNA test cause this reaction if Brianna knew Louis was the father? There shouldn't be this absolute look of fear on, Bri on Olivia's face. This is the face of someone who's been caught red-handed thinking the gig is up. Like, poor phrasing on that last sentence, but she's it just looks like she's reading from the screen. It also makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes no sense in any version of the reality that the conspiracy theorists are talking about, because... They don't believe that there's a DNA test for Louis to have had. So if if Olivia is in on this conspiracy theory that Freddie has two completely separate parents, then there's no reason for her to be afraid uh, yeah. of somebody saying that Louis posted a DNA test. <laughs> um, so that wraps up part 12. And um, we'll quickly go through part 13, which is custody. Um and um, basically, she's just saying that it doesn't appear to her <laughs> that Louis has any actual custody of his kid. And she says, and this is supposed to be somehow um, proof that he's not really the father. Because as a multimillionaire, he should be able to buy the best lawyer that money could buy. And therefore... If he really was the father, he'd do everything he could to have full custody of Freddie. And the fact that he's not doing that proves he's not the father. When there's so many different steps in between, so many different shades of good parenting that can happen between both of those, that they just completely gloss over. Yeah. I mean, they've just not done any research into it. You know, I, I already established, you know, that, you know, Brianna is the primary caregiver and these things are restricted for a reason. And uh, the thing I want to also kind of emphasize is that, you know, in terms of custody, people try to determine what's in the best interest of the child. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time that this is going on, Freddie's less than a year old. Um, it's, it's not about Louis asserting his power over... Brianna, which is something that conspiracy theorists really just love the idea of. They love the idea of Louis just like using his power and money to make other people feel small and serve him and suffer. And if he doesn't do that, then they determine that like this relationship doesn't really exist because if he were a good person and he would be using his power and throwing his power around in this way. Um, but there's just no evidence that Brianna is not the best person to be taking care of Freddie, not because she's a better person than Louie, but because she's someone who has a stable home environment with two parents who can be grandparents who are nearby mm -hmm. and a, a brother who's a child as well, who can be kind of someone who can be a role model for Freddie that Louis doesn't have because he's a, an entertainer who travels. He's moving between two coasts. He has multiple siblings who don't have a mother. They, they, they have a bit of a split family themselves. Mm -hmm. His situation is less stable, and that's not something that can be made up just by him throwing money at the situation. How good would it be for Freddie to be traveling around, what, going with Louis on tour? Like, I mean... And they often act like 
Freddie visiting the UK would just be so easy. I don't think that the author of this document has ever traveled on a long-haul flight with a toddler (laughs) or with a baby. Um, The L.A. to London flight is not a short one. I've made the... um, I've made a shorter flight, um, Houston to London before, and that's not, that's not a short flight. I cannot imagine flying with a toddler or a baby. I have a friend who regularly, twice a year, makes a flight from Europe to Texas with a toddler and a baby. Now they're both toddlers, which is Two mobile children is another nightmare all in itself. But that's not an easy thing to do. Um, It's not an... You don't do that for a short period of time because children are greatly affected by jet lag. And that is a lot of time zones there. You're going from L.A. to London. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a disruptive thing. Um, She also uses the point that, at least from what she's seen, um, Louis' siblings aside from his oldest sibling, Lottie, haven't seen Freddie since 2016. And she mentions that the older twins, who I think are 16 now, um, despite the fact that they've traveled to other countries for vacations, and multiple times on her blog she mentions that they've gone to Paris. Like Like the flight from London to Paris or the traveling from London to Paris is equal to the travel from London to L.A. because they're both different countries. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm a pretty good traveler. Um, I've been to multiple European countries. Uh, I've been out west as well, into the Pacific. But, like, I mean, it's not the same thing. Traveling on a train from one country to another in Europe is nothing like traveling on a long-haul flight transatlantic. Um, And you can't just do that for a weekend. Um... Or frequently. Yeah, or frequently. And you wouldn't want to do it frequently. It's exhausting. And um, worse for the child. You oh, yes. Yeah. can understand it. Yeah, way worse for the child. Um, and, you know, we don't know, but when he did go to the UK as um, a baby right before his grandmother passed away, um, like that emergency trip, um, that doll lady also says that... Um, Brett and his family, Brett is Brianna's stepfather, um, had no idea Jay was even sick. That's not what he said. He said they didn't know that she was that sick. And I don't think anybody knew that she was, you know, within days of dying at that point. Um, But we don't know how he reacted to that flight. Um, He may have bad ears. Who knows? Uh, You wouldn't want to take him on a flight for until he's older. So all of that is... I also want to point out, they had to get an emergency passport for Freddie. Mm-hmm. How would they get an emergency passport for Freddie if he wasn't related to Louie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you I mean, you have to show some documentation to be like, this person needs, needs a passport in three days mm-hmm. to see his grandmother. Right. <laughs> like, and she makes... Not- she makes this crazy point that Louis, as a UK citizen, would have worked on a passport uh, for Freddie from the start instead of waiting until the last minute. But um, baby was born in America to in America to an American mother. Baby is an American citizen. Baby's gonna need an American passport, and Louis, being a UK citizen, has nothing to do with that. Like that's not gonna be helpful. Um, and they got the emergency passport in time. 
um, which like good on them. That's stressful. (laughs) I can't imagine. Um, So that's the end of part 13. Any remaining comments to make on these four? Um, Yeah, I was actually just, I was thinking about how she doesn't, she's left out her whole thing on the, on the, their fantasy about the paternity tests um, being coming out. Um, I just wanted to, to tell the story about Neo. Oh yeah. Neo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rapper. Um, for a while, the conspiracy theorists were obsessed with Neo because he got um, he had a paternity issue where he got his uh, name taken off of the person, the, the child that he thought was his uh, birth certificate because it turned out that he had a DNA test and he wasn't the baby's father. And they were convinced that this was going to be mirrored in um, Louis's story. But it's very telling that in the articles about it, Neo himself confirmed that he had to pay a very hefty settlement. The child was, I think, two. The little girl was about two when he got his name removed. And he had to pay like $75,000 or something like that in child support to the mother um, because he explained in the state of California, he signed that birth certificate, which waived his rights to go back on it easily afterwards. And they take your word for it if you sign these documents. So he was still liable for supporting the mother to a certain degree to make up for the fact that he had claimed to be this child's uh, father for two full years. So if this were a situation where Louis really didn't have a DNA test and really wanted to challenge it later, it's not something that he would just get out of and, you know, of course, from my standpoint, I feel like it's not something that he would want to get out of. The situation doesn't exist. It's not real. But it's just not something that would go away as easily as uh, as the conspiracy theorists like to fantasize it would be. Yeah, I mean, it's the law. It's a birth yeah. certificate. That should be the end-all be-all. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, you guys, for sticking with us through this. Um, I'd like to make a little mention here that if you've had a question that comes up as you're listening to any of these up to now and any of the future podcasts, uh, you can submit them to me anonymously, whether you have a um, Tumblr blog or not, at shit larrys say at uh, dot tumblr.com so larry's is spelled l-a-r-r-i-e-s shit larry's say dot tumblr.com uh send me that question make sure you mention in there that you'd like this answered um on the podcast because after we get through this master post um back to louie and i are going to respond to the questions that you've got um so go ahead and start sending those in so thank you for joining me once again thank you for having me once again and we'll see you next time Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find supplemental information, including links to debunks that have been done in the past, at shit-larrys-say.tumblr.com. That's shitlarrysay.tumblr.com.